Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. WFAN. It's 10.05 here on this Tuesday evening. It's JJ After Dark. John Jastrzemski. We're guiding you through the next two hours right here on The Fan. And it's Tony Week. Fired up. My favorite two days in sports. Friday wall-to-wall action, Saturday wall-to-wall action. This guy knows a thing or two about playing in the NCAA tournament. Spent a long, long time as the head coach at St. Joe's. And now he's alongside Juwan Howard with the number one seed, Michigan Wolverines. Coach Phil Martelli. What's happening, Coach? How you doing? JJ, how you doing? I, 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 have, to, I have to tell you, listening to the update and hearing the scores and exhibition baseball and uh, they don't they don't do a lot of that in in Ann Arbor. So I need some baseball. I need some Philly updates too. Oh, I know you got my guy Girardi at the helm. You got a nice shortstop and Dini Gregorius. And listen, coach, you can focus on the baseball season in a couple weeks. I promise you that. Once once you guys take care of business, win I don't know seven eight games, then you can worry about the baseball season. I got to start here. How has it been for you as a basketball lifer? You're a head coach for all these years. Now you're alongside Juwan at a powerhouse like Michigan. How has that experience been? Uh, JJ, you you just hit it. It's it's the powerhouse. Uh, it, everything that's done at Michigan is in pursuit of a national championship. Uh, the guy that handles the phones, the nutritionist, the strength and conditioning people. Uh, everybody has has a role. They all play this role. And it's to set up the coaching staff that we can be in position to pursue not just number one uh, seeds, but but also this national championship, Big Ten championship. So um, I, I have just been in awe of how Michigan goes about this. I've been in awe of working for these uh, close to two years now with Jawan Howard, with with Howard Isley and with Saudi Washington. Um, I didn't need a boost, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I wasn't done. Uh, but to be in this situation has been um, very rewarding. Well, Coach, it's been great to see. You obviously have had great success the last two years. Juwan Howard, though, it's such a weird spot for him in the sense that he's this beloved Michigan man. He's a part of the Fab Five. He's having success in the NBA. He's a part of championship teams with the Miami Heat. And he gets the Michigan job after Coach Beeline, who's one of the best coaches to do it. And he has just taken that role and is wrong with it. I mean, it's amazing the transition, Coach, that he has made. 
When was the moment for you, you're working with him every day, where you're like, holy smokes, this guy not only knows what he's doing, this guy's a really good head coach. Uh, I actually think that last summer when we were doing individual work and uh, he knew exactly how he wanted to teach skills, uh, he rolls his sleeves up and takes the big guys and works. And if you can think about that, you know, two Final Fours as a player and uh, world championships, 19 years in the league, six years. And yet he's willing to, to hold a, a practice dummy uh, to play phantom defense against the, the low post. I was, I was I, in my brain, I was saying, well, let, let's see how this plays out. And then when we would sit and we would discuss offense, it was clear to me that he had an offensive mindset, uh, the, the, the small things on defense that aren't so small. How, how are you going to guard the ball screen in today's game? How do you want to guard the low post? Uh, and then as the game started, him understanding the nuances of, you know, quote, unquote, working the referee, uh, the timeout situation in college. Uh, I, our first exhibition game called a timeout and, he said to me, now, you know, let's diagram a play for front court. And I said, no, no, the ball gets inbounded. And it was like a, a brain freeze because he thought he was in the NBA and we were just going to advance the ball down the floor during the timeout. Uh, I just I, I just have been uh, amazed at how he's handled situations. You know, we, we could not win on the road last year, J.J., and he just stayed with it. He didn't deviate. There wasn't a there wasn't a, a, a sense of panic. Most first year coaches, I can remember my first year, and you're, oh, you know what? We better become a zone team, or we better press, or he just stayed the course. Same thing happened this year when when we when we hit the pause, uh, not because of any doings, but because of a a variant broke out on campus. So we were paused for 17, 18, 19 days. He just stayed the course. He stayed the course in recruiting. Um, despite what happened against Maryland last week, he he is a very, very calm guy, and he's very comfortable uh, with his own abilities. You know, Coach, that was something, because you nailed it with Juwan Howard. He is a very mild-mannered, cool, calm, collected type of guy. So I'm watching your game. It's the first game on Friday. I'm off. I'm in my glory. I'm like, this is great. It's amazing to have conference tournaments again, even though I was still not over what happened with Syracuse and Virginia. But then again, that's a story for a different day. Um, but then I'm watching. Uh-uh, and Don't get me started there. Don't get me started there, Coach. But listen, I see Juwan Howard going off. I literally ran and got something to drink. And I'm like, what in the world happened there? So I ask you, you're on the bench. I mean, you don't have to give me everything. But what set off coach and what was that back and forth there with Maryland? The, the, um, he was disputing an out-of-bounds call. And uh, he did wander at the half court. So he was out of the coaching box. And then I, I was back. Uh, I, I, I have uh, consciously stayed in my seat. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be accused of, well, you're, you're uh, you know, gesturing or you're posturing or whatever it would be. And by the time I got up, there was an exchange with him, Mark Turgeon. I didn't hear it. 
uh, I saw it, but I didn't hear it. And then, uh, man, whatever was inside uh, just came out. And again, there were so many people milling about. I didn't realize anything that happened until the referee came over to me and said, he's out. And I was like, who are we talking about here? Can I get a a little bit further explanation? Um, And, you know, realized at that point in time, you know, I I have to bring this home. But all all credit, really, Howard Isley's the offensive coordinator, uh, Saudi Washington, the defensive coordinator. I managed the game and the the players – the players responded, as you would think, a team with nine seniors would respond. We got Coach Phil Martelli, spent a lifetime at St. Joe's. Now he's killing it on Juwan Howard's staff with the Michigan Wolverines. Coach, you've seen teams red hot going into the NCAA tournament flame out quickly. You've seen teams ice cold get hot at the right time. Nobody was hotter in Michigan as of like two or three weeks ago. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm watching you guys. I'm like, this team can absolutely win a national championship. They're firing on all cylinders. And then you're in the Big Ten. You're going to lose a couple of games. That can happen. You lose the game to Illinois. You lose a tough one. Almost come back against Ohio State on Saturday. In general, do you put any stock in how you're playing down the stretch? Or is the NCAA tournament one of those events where it's about, well, forget about last week. Forget about a month ago. It's about what you're going to do over the next three weeks that determines your fate. Like, how do you, do you prefer a team almost losing a game or two? Or would you rather be like humming going into the big dance? Um, My preference, JJ, would be to be humming. I've never quite understood the idea of a good loss. Uh, I I don't know where that comes from. You know, it was good for you to lose a game. Uh, I would like to be still on the ascent, so to speak. Uh, and earlier in, the, in your, your statement there, uh, I think that the idea of the Big Ten, and that's what I've been kind of dwelling on, that, that Big Ten, it, there weren't two days to prepare. Like in our situation this weekend, uh, Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern, they're going to have one day to prepare. St. Bonaventure, LSU, win, if we win Saturday for Monday night, they have one day to prepare. In the Big Ten, these teams basically have been preparing for two years as we have been preparing for two years. You know everybody's name. You, you, you know everybody's tendencies. And um, certainly uh, we did not address the physicality that we faced against Illinois. We did not address the physicality at, at uh, Michigan State. I'm not saying fouling. It was just these teams were going to knock us off our route, and they were big enough and strong enough uh, to do that. So I think that there's going to be a freshness. Um, there is another little wrinkle with this year's tournament. We don't play till Saturday. So we will basically be a week off and without a pause for COVID in the middle of the year, there is no other time we would have had a week off. So I'm, I'm uh, anticipating that, that we're going to be able to be fresh. Um, I think for this year's tournament, the navigation of the bubble is going to be a big deal. 
Last year's NBA, the two best teams were the Bucks and the Clippers. Neither one got to the conference finals. Why? The bubble got to them. So we are doing a lot of things with our players to, to say, you know, let's get there so that we can play good basketball. Not great basketball, good basketball starting Saturday. You bring up a great point with these mental games. I think it's going to be enormous over these next couple of weeks. And listen, when you had a team that had high hopes back at St. Joe's, Jameer Nelson, Delonte West, Dwayne Jones, you see any similarity, Coach, to that team you had at St. Joe's, to the team you're a part of now at Michigan, or totally different? You know, I've been asked that a lot through this year, you know, as we climbed the rankings and they would say, you know, how did it feel? I said, I'm, I'm going to give you the number one biggest difference. We had no social media pressure. <laughs> in no we Instagram, no Snapchat, oh, no, no TikTok, no, no, none of that nonsense, no, right? Know, there, was, there was no, uh, uh, I heard Jameer Nelson uh, was uh, uh, getting a hit, a hit uh, Hitting a couple pops on uh, uh, at uh, Joe's Tavern, you didn't have. We didn't have any of that. Uh, we had a lot of attention, and we we captured Philadelphia's fascination. But what you navigate now with with all of this social media presence, and it's just different. It's it, it sounds crazy, but it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Uh, And now you add in the COVID, uh, you know, we we had guys that played together for three and four years. On our team, we have two one-year guys, two guys that transferred in, one from Columbia, Mike Smith, and one from Wake Forest and Sean D. Brown. You know, Hunter Dickinson, everybody says, oh, it's it's unbelievable he's a freshman. He's 20 years old as a freshman. So it is – that part is different. And I would say with this team, just the overwhelming size that we that we can bring. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, like I wouldn't trade my 3 Ford team for for any, and I wouldn't take a backseat if, if they said, okay, you line up and play this Michigan team. But uh, it is a different world. It's a different world that these young guys are playing in now. You ain't kidding. Isaiah Livers, coach. He going to be able to give it a go at some point in this tournament, or is that TBD? Uh, it's it's to be determined. Um, you know, it's not absolutely positively shut down, and it's not absolutely positively, you know, going to give it a go. It's, it's really, uh, you know, stay out of medical uh, – stay out of the medical situations if you're not medical. And uh, – he is being monitored. He is being – he's still staying with his conditioning uh, as he can when we're practicing. And, um, boy, he is, a, he is a terrific, terrific teammate. And yeah, he started as a freshman in the national championship game. We could use his experience. If you guys are going to have success in this tournament, Coach, and you guys are more than capable of winning multiple games, you're more than capable of winning the whole thing, What's the biggest key for Michigan? I think the biggest key is going to be uh, elimination, uh, elimination of distractions and elimination of this idea that, oh, woe is us because we're in the bubble. 
I, I really do mean that. I, I think all of the teams are in the bubble. Uh, everybody has sacrificed all year. Their families have sacrificed. And um, we, we, we want to be in position where it's about basketball, not about these distractions. I, I have confidence. Um, and I, I think the, the earlier in the conversation, the freshness of opponents is going to be a bonus for us. Final one, Coach. And I know you're very tight and you go ways back with this guy. You got to tell me your favorite honest story that you can actually share regarding Jim Beheim. Because as a Syracuse guy, he is such a fascinating character. Because I-, I think it's a lot of stick. It's a lot of tongue-in-cheek. But he's a basketball <laughs> nut. He's watching all these games. He- he's a lifer. And I think he's going to do it uh, until, you know, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Do you have a favorite Jim Beheim yeah. story? Uh, this is this has always stuck with me. We were together every single day. Uh, he was the head coach of the under-20 team, USA Basketball. I was the assistant. We were together every day. It was six or seven weeks we were, we were together. We won a gold medal in uh, Japan, and uh, we were all in our hall, and we were like, we were like kids on Christmas Eve. We just couldn't wait to get to the bus to get to the airport, even though it was going to be, you know, a 20, 24-hour flight home and to get to Philly. We were going from Japan to San Francisco and San Francisco. And it was going to be endless, the trip. And so all the players were in there, and we had Karan Butler and Jameer Nelson and Michael Sweetney, and we, we had a fascinating, fascinating team. We win the gold medal. Uh, the next morning, we're all supposed to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and get on the bus, and we're up, and we're out in the hallway, and they come and say, hey, we're really sorry, but um, we can't go home as a group. Uh, uh, everybody go back to their room. And I'm kind of lingering out in the hallway, and I'm, I'm thinking, and I see them knock on, on Jim Beheim's door, and they say, Coach, if you leave right now, we can get you boom, 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 and we can get you back to Syracuse. My man went in, took his bags, came out in the hallway. Now, we've been together for seven or eight weeks together, every single day, every meal. He rolled his bags right down the hallway, never turned around and say, yo, Phil, I'll, I'll see you later, or thanks for your help. We won a gold medal. He didn't say goodbye to one person. And I finally, he's at the end of the hall. He goes, yo, how about, like, goodbye? He goes, I don't have time for that. And he walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is is tremendous. And, listen, that's a guy who's a man on a mission at all times, Coach. You know that. He is a man on a mission. And uh, I'm sure the golf game is not suffering even with those Syracuse winners. Just saying. No, um, he's – he is quite a player. And, uh, you know, that – that that I'll give you one other one. I, I I brought him to Philadelphia to speak for coaches versus cancer, and I was away at a coaches clinic. I was coming back late for the dinner. I set him up with a brother-in-law uh, to play golf at a really nice course, and I I finally meet up with them on the 16th hole, and my brother-in-law and Jim are playing. The other two guys I don't know them, 
So I said to him, hey, uh, Jim, how about you introduce me to the people you're playing with? He said, I don't know their names. I said, wait a second, you played 16 holes of golf and you don't know their names? Oh, brother. No time for it. Coach, you are the best. We'll be rooting like crazy over the next couple weeks. And how many wins for the Phillies, by the way? What are we thinking? 84, 85 wins? Is that reasonable? Uh, and I, I hope, I hope, I, I, I'm, uh, we, we have to get 90 wins. That's, that's got to be it. We've there you go. You, you're thinking big. Hey, I don't blame you. At the NCAA tournament, you got a number one seed. You could be thinking big. You're doing a fabulous job. Glad you're killing it with you on. All the best. Anytime you want to talk some shop during the summer when you got some time on your hands, Coach, you know where to find us, okay? You got it. Thanks for including me. They have it. That's Phil Martelli, one of the all-time great college basketball coaches. He is Juwan Howard's right-hand man at Michigan. And they're one seed getting ready for this big dance. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.